2: And
3: welcome to Coast to Coast in the biggest way possible here on the Sports Grid Network. I'm Joe Ranieri, in for the legendary Scotty Farrell today, and I'll be joined in just a few minutes by uh, one of my favorite Joes here at the Sports Grid Network, Joe Isi, in fact, who's stepping in. For Mike Carver today, so you basically are going to have Joe Squared uh, most of the day here today, and we've got plenty to talk about on this Wednesday now, February the 21st. Still trying to wrap my head around that. We got much to cover in college hoops, as we just witnessed another number one team going down last night, and... Boy, oh boy, as we get closer and closer to the end of the regular season, uh, it certainly seems like we are nowhere close to having that one team or two teams that have truly separated themselves from everybody else. I don't want to say it's parody, but it kind of feels like parody, because usually at this point, we would have been able to look at the top 10 teams in the country and say, hey, these three or four teams are just a cut above everybody else. We've been able to do this for decades in college basketball, and it's usually uh, the Blue Bloods, right? We can look at the Dukes or the Kentuckys and the North Carolinas and the Kansases, and usually by at this point in the season, they have elevated themselves and shown on a number of occasions that they're they're that cut above, and we just watched – Again last night with UConn, that every team every time a team gets voted in number one. And by the way, UConn was the first team last week to get unanimously voted as the number one team in the country this season. It was the first time it had happened, and here we are with just three weeks left to go in the regular season. And no sooner did they get voted unanimously number one. Uh, They end up losing uh, last night in rather epic fashion in Omaha to Creighton. So we're going to take a look at what happened last night. And, of course, we're going to take a look and focus in on some just absolutely amazing games we've got scheduled tonight in college hoops. A lot of top 25 action Looking forward to that. Gabe Morenzi will be by as well. We'll get his thoughts on, uh, on the college uh, basketball slate, not to mention the NBA returning uh, tomorrow there. And we've got a lot to discuss uh, for the remainder of the regular season there. Some contenders and pretenders. Uh, and also, it's never too late or maybe too soon to talk about Shohei Otani, because you better get ready. Uh, They're going to be talking about him (laughs) a lot uh, this year, just when you thought it was safe uh, to get away from Major League Baseball. Well, spring training is off and running here, folks, and we've got the latest updates uh, from around the diamond for you, including news about the super team Los Angeles Dodgers, who if you uh, are just waking up to the fact, they're going to be opening up the season in Seoul, Korea next month against the Padres. And they are going to have quite a number of new faces on that team uh, that uh, are going to make it very interesting this year. So we've got plenty to talk about. George Kurtz will be by. We'll get some of his thoughts on uh, spring training activities and what the future holds for some everybody else outside of the Los Angeles Dodgers not to mention we've got plenty of NHL action from last night to go over we've also got a five-game slate on tap tonight I do want to ask George Kurtz his thoughts about his Islanders upending Scotty's Pittsburgh Penguins last night in overtime looking forward to hearing him uh, if he is a believer or not with this Islanders team but in the meantime Uh, My Florida Panthers here in South FLA, yeah, they uh, they continue to rack up the wins here, guys, and we continue to get closer to making another run at the Cup. So we've got plenty of NHL action coming up in Hour 2. Looking forward to that. Uh, We do also uh, have an update regarding the senseless shooting tragedy at the Kansas City Chiefs Parade. We, uh, we're we going to give you the latest here as, uh, as we know it on the investigation here with that. We'll have that coming up a little bit later. And uh, I had mentioned the NBA will be back with a full slate of games coming up here tomorrow. We'll take a look at some of the teams that have been really, really good and profitable for betters. And then, of course, there are some teams that have been really, really good at burning money for betters here. Uh, And we'll try to, uh, we'll try and put it together. ATS teams good, ATS teams bad. What's happening with the totals in the NBA? We will do our best uh, to get you caught up with the latest as they get prepared to finish up uh, the final third of the season here. And let's not forget, the PGA Tour back at it south of the border in Mexico for the Mexico Open. Uh, so we will uh, we'll have plenty to talk about when it comes to golf, uh, because before we know it, we'll be in Augusta and the Masters will be here and we'll all be debating on whether or not Tiger Woods is going to make it past 18 holes on the opening day. Uh, but uh, yes, he didn't make it uh, in Riviera this past week very long. We'll see if he has any better luck, uh, coming up at Augusta. I also uh, learned here, uh, and I thought this was an interesting situation, the All-Star game uh, was Sunday in the NBA, and and we did learn the numbers, uh, the viewership of this game. And, yeah, if you thought the game sucked uh, and you were like, I can't watch this, well, you weren't alone. Uh, congrats there. Average of five and a half million viewers, now the second lowest figure on record. And it trailed only. Are you ready for this? The debacle they gave us a year ago at the All-Star Game. So, and keep in mind, this was TNT, TBS, True TV, Max. Uh, they did get a little bump from a year ago, but ultimately it's back to back of the lowest rated all-star game for the NBA that we have seen. Just absolutely pathetic. I'll ask Gabe Marenzi, too, coming up, as well as Joe Lisi, if there's anything that can be done to change it. I have my doubts. Also, big birthday shout-outs here today. Braylon Edwards, 41 here today. Jim Vandermeer, 44. Brad Fast, 44. How about Stevie Francis, 47, Chad Hutchinson, also turning 47 here today. Terry Allen, 56. How about Mark Woodard, turning 54 here today. The legendary Alan Trammell, 65 today, and no better way to end it than with the legend himself, Bob Ryan, turning 78 Half those people, I had no idea who they were. I hope it didn't read on my face, but we'll have more
2: Coast to Coast coming up next year on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill,
4: the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
4: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
3: All right, as you just saw there, BetMGM giving away free money, folks. That's right, free money, bonus code SG150. All you have to do is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook, the mobile app, for at least five bucks, and you'll receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wagers outcome. Just go ahead and download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS or Android device. You can also go to BetMGM.com, sign up, deposit at least five bucks into your newly created account, and voila, place a bet in the amount of at least five bucks at the standard odds price and you are getting free money. That is what it is all about. All right, Joe Ranieri in coast to coast for the legendary Scotty Farrell. And I told you, my favorite Joe at the Sports Grid Network, Joe Lisi, stepping in for Mike Carver today. I'm telling you, they got Joe squared now for the next couple of hours uh, here, Lisi. Pleasure to see you here, uh, my friend. Are you recovered now from... You know, now that football is completely over, you, you you feel a little more relaxed? Yeah, I'm relaxed, Joe. But,
5: you know, I saw you on, what, Super Bowl Sunday. And, you know, it's been a long hiatus for two weeks. I have withdrawal. This is the worst time of the year. But at least we have college basketball, a little March Madness on the horizon. That'll get me
3: through until the draft. But this is as bad as it gets. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely fantastic, uh, college, ba- interesting college basketball season thus far, as we had another number one go down, JoJo, last night with UConn, uh, losing to number 15, Creighton, 85 to 66 in Omaha. Uh, it was never even, uh, close, quite honestly, as, uh, Creighton led 43 29 at the half and it didn't get any better in the second half uh, for UConn here as it was just bombs away for Creighton all day long, especially with Steven Ashworth, who seemed to be, it seemed like he didn't miss a three there early on in the game. Then, of course, Dan Hurley uh, had a little something to say afterwards about his number one team that just got absolutely demolished. Uh, in Omaha, here's what he had to say.
5: Yeah, we, we, we did a bad job coaching tonight. We we did a, our players did a bad job playing. I did a bad job coaching. Um, yeah, and your your huddles aren't going to be, you know, super energized when you're in. You haven't lost in two plus months, and um, you know, this doesn't happen to us very often. So yeah, I mean, we were, yeah, we were, we were definitely stunned. Um, this wasn't the game we expected. We, ex- we knew this was a dangerous game and a quality opponent and one of the better teams in the country. Um, but we we, ex- we didn't expect this to happen.
3: Creighton mm. certainly did, JoJo, uh, because it was a it was a mauling from the opening tip in that
6: one last night.
5: It was, and, you know, we talked about it yesterday on the show in regards to Creighton. The first time that they played, they scored 48 points, Joe, and they shot, I believe, Hmm. two of 17 from three-point land. You knew that wasn't going to happen last night, right? Uh, They would progress a little bit more. Maybe they would shoot 30%. They came out firing on all cylinders. They were prepared. They were playing at home, and their team total was 71 And a half, they blew right through that. So, again, you know, sometimes if you're UConn or you're a top-five team, you actually want to lose in mid-February to late February to get, you know, your your season back on track, remain motivated for the conference tournaments, and more importantly, March Madness. So this might actually benefit UConn, but credit Creighton for stepping up and just dominating that ballgame from start to
3: finish they are loaded uh Creighton is loaded and they've had some bumps in the road uh throughout the season here but you could tell they were ready and so was the crowd uh in that one last night so pretty impressive uh stuff by Creighton we also watched number five Tennessee barely get by Mizzou last night 72 to 67 that was in Columbus uh and it was it was 46 38 uh which is ultimately what they had to get. Uh, in the second half to pull away here because, uh, give Mizzou credit, Dennis Gates has been going through it there with them. But Tennessee pulls it out. Tough to win on the road. I don't care what conference it is. It's tough to win on the road. It is, and especially Tennessee. I think they're a glass, Joe,
5: in regards to any type of tournament. Every time they get in against a top 25 opponent, especially in a road environment, I hate Rick Barnes in terms of that type of situation. They were up by 12. The kid bet. Number three was hitting fadeaway jumpers like Larry Bird last night. I was on Missouri plus (laughs) ten and a half and eleven and a half. I blinked; they were down thirteen, but somehow, some way, they cut it to five. That's all I wanted them to do. Missouri's a terrible team, but I I think it's more about what Tennessee isn't right now. Even though they're a top five team, I still can't buy into them. Come tournament time, never battle tested in terms of a road environment. Mm.
3: Hmm. I can't think of it. Coach Barnes or Coach Painter. Uh, I can't. Who burns more money tournament time here? It, it, I would, yeah. I,
5: Painter, right? Because typically they're ranked higher, no. right? It's always Painter. I mean, who are you going to – I would throw Arizona in there too. I mean, yeah. Arizona's yeah. another one. They're like the shiny Ferrari. They get beat up by Princeton last year. I mean, no. it's terrible.
3: Nope. No, not fairly Dickinson, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, Number 25, BYU, holding serve uh, against number 11, Baylor, last night. Another one of these games, JoJo, where it was a revenge spot. BYU, the uh, number 25, obviously, Baylor higher rank, but BYU was the favorite. Uh, And not only did they they win, but boy, oh boy, uh, they covered rather easily 78-71, in Provo, but Baylor, I can't help but to think that maybe the idea that in Waco on Saturday, Houston's coming to town, that maybe we had a little bit of a look-ahead situation here as well?
5: Yeah, it's possible. I mean, here's the thing about Baylor. That line, I thought, was fishy anyway. I mean, Baylor catching Mm. four and a half. On the road. I mean, BYU is good. They're not elite. And for Baylor to catch almost, you know, two buckets or two threes in that ball game was a little fishy. The total opened 154 and a half. I was on the under, actually. They bet it down to 153 and a half. BYU pulls away with a huge, like, last eight minutes they pulled away. They deserve to win. But I still like Baylor long term. I think they have a legitimate shot to crack. The final four, they have good value, and I think they're going to give Houston a game. As dominant as Houston has been, we saw Iowa State cover that line, what, on Monday night? I think Baylor could be live against Houston this
3: coming weekend as well. Another unranked home dog beats a uh, a ranked team there. Number 19, San Diego State, goes down against Utah State. Seems to be a pretty profitable angle this year, JoJo.
5: Yeah, what is it? Uh, Ranked versus unranked, where the unranked Mm -hmm. is laying wood. It's like almost Mm -hmm. like money in the bank. I can only think, it's like 20 games, Joe. And I know Carver's been on them. Like, there's only like two games over the last two months that haven't covered. And I think Cincinnati has been like one of the only two teams not to cover in that situation. So, San Diego State's an up-and-down team. Come tournament time, though, they can be a team to catch value because they play defense. We know that they made it to the, the championship game last year. They're under the radar. You get them 30, 30 to 1. Why not take a shot?
3: Not a bad way to look. By the way, Texas Tech getting by TCU 82 81 last night might have been uh, the most exciting game. Of the night. We'll have much more on college basketball. Joe Lisi will come back uh, a little bit later. We'll cover it, but we got Gabe Morensi, Sports Grid, joining us next year on Coast to Coast.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
4: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. All right,
3: welcome back in coast to coast here on the Sports Grid Network. Journey in for Scotty Farrell, and we welcome in the one and only Sports rage, Gabe Marinci, uh to coast to coast here and a uh, lot going on, uh, Gabe, because you and I both know uh, this is our favorite time of year. We've got pitchers, catchers, position players uh, in uh, full effect in my neck of the woods and of course out in uh, Arizona. So baseball is just around the corner. Uh, we're getting ready for NBA to return tomorrow, NHL in full effect. But let's not forget, we got the MLS. All of a sudden yeah, the, happening as well here.
7: Yeah, MLS season starts uh, tonight. And I can't exactly say they've done a great job of letting everybody know <laughs> uh, that it starts uh, tonight. And I find it kind of baffling that you decide to start on a Wednesday night. Right? And think thing with the MLS, they do so many things wrong. Despite, yeah. like, you know, they, despite things are going well for them, they're a very arrogant league. Like, they act like they're the EPL or something when you're MLS. So they have a real sheer of arrogance. And it starts with their commissioner. And, listen, Apple calls the shots. And Apple paid them a lot of money, right? So Apple calls the shots about, you know, let's just be real. Apple is a powerful um, entity, Apple TV. So they're sort of, like, somewhat in control in the same way that, you know, networks dictate, dictate to the leagues. But I find it crazy that you have Messi and you've been playing all these preseason games and you don't really differentiate between what's preseason and what's real. It's like, oh, yeah, they were just playing the other day in Hong Kong. But no, no, now this is real. And then everybody else starts on Saturday. And then on top of that, on top of that, the the MLS boasts about how much money they've made, right? And they really have. Like, they've killed it. Like, Apple TV paid them billions and all the teams Mm. got all this money messy you see in miami the messy factor bro i mean it was real they have replacement referees in place right now yeah they couldn't come to terms with their referees and i'll tell you right now joe it's not like mls referees make that much money to begin with bro it's like dude, just give the guy the two thousand a night man give him the thousand dollars a game or something bro like you basically have like rec league refs doing a game with messi (laughs) So, like, you want to boast about, oh, my God, look at our viewership. Look at all the money we're making. Look at all of our attendance numbers. And then you look at the rafts and you tell them, yeah, you know what? We'll just replace you with scabs. It's just Bush <laughs> League. They also pulled out of the U.S. Open Cup, which is like the mm. oldest soccer competition in America. And it's sort of like, you know, in Europe, like the powers. They don't have a choice, Joe. Every couple of times what? a year, they have to play something, you know, whether they want to do it or not. It's like, man, we got to go to this crap-ass stadium. we got to play these guys because it's tradition, and we've been doing it for 110 years, and we're part of this tournament. You know, they might send their backups. MLS pulled out and said, yeah, we'll send our junior our youth teams. Like, this, the sheer arrogance about them. But with all that being stated, we've got soccer tonight back, and Messi and company are in action tonight in Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. against uh, Salt Lake. And I don't know, Joe, like – There's supposedly a salary cap in this league, but I guess there's an exception for (laughs) Miami or something. dude, they signed Luis Suarez now. People don't even realize. Uh, They're like the Dodgers, bro. Like, they're stockpiling players where there's so many of them. You're like, oh, I didn't know what. They got Suarez, too, now. It's sort of like, yeah. So, now they got Uruguayan striker Luis Suarez. He's 37 years old. He's not washed yet, this guy. All right? Mm -hmm. You have him and Messi now together? Like it's serious. It doesn't mean they're gonna automatically gonna you know, win the championship because other teams are good, but it means yep. they're gonna be a load to deal with. And everyone talks about Messi all the time. Messi's minus one thirty eight to score a goal tonight. He could, he probably will, but Suarez is the guy, Joe, tonight. Suarez mm-hmm. makes his MLS debut this evening. They're gonna to want to get him going. Messi's not a ball hog, bro. Messi's not one Mm -hmm. of these dudes like Ronaldo. I need to score five goals. I'm going to take all the penalty shots. Remember last year, he's like, "No, no, you take it. You do it. I trust you." Right? Like he's very team orientated. Suarez is the new kid on in on the block. He's his first game with uh, with Busquets and and with these guys and with Messi and company. Not to mention Miami have good young players too. They got like a phenom kid. So. I like look for Suarez to score tonight at plus 130. It was plus 140 last night, and it caught my eye, and the soccer bettors have already bet it down. It's plus 130 right now. But look for Luis Suarez to score tonight for Inter-Miami at plus 130. Look for both teams to score in this game. If there's one thing Miami aren't great at, they're not a great defensive team. They spent all their money up front. So both teams to score, and I think the game goes over two and a half. Um, mm-hmm. Inter Miami games usually get after it, like three twos, two ones. You know what I mean? Hell, they had 14 out of 34 games last year. They got to four goals. Um, so like where they scored. So look, mm-hmm. look for the over two and a half tonight. Suarez to score a goal. Both teams to score, and we're off and running. MLS.
3: So I got a buddy of mine who works down in, in Fort Lauderdale, and they are dreading. it. Basically, I-95 becomes a parking lot when this team plays now, Dave. Okay? The amount of people showing up and showing out to go see Messi and company. They're there, probably already there, Joe, partying right
7: now. They're, they're banging drums. boom, boom. It's boom. a parking <laughs> lot
3: right now. You can't get off the highway to get there. It's unbelievable. People screaming, trying to get home. Out of control here tonight. But MLS, like Gabe said, is back here, people, tonight. So get ready for that. Also, five games in the NHL, uh, including the Leafs, uh, with a very interesting spot here tonight. Somebody uh, somebody pinched me. Does he get to 50 goals here tonight, Austin Matthews, or what?
7: Well, you know what? It's, it's kind of fitting that it lands. He's on 49 right now as they play. Yeah. Normally, I wouldn't even look like too much. I mean, yeah, whatever, the the Leafs are playing the Coyotes tonight. But the fact (laughs) of the matter is, Austin Matthews is from Phoenix. He's from the area. He's from Arizona, which, number one, is incredibly rare, right? It's starting to become more common now with players from warm-weather states in the United States. But, I I mean, this is just storybook, Joe. Like, really? (laughs) I mean, you're scoring the most goals in the NHL in, like, 30 years right now, this pace. Like, we're not in an era right now where everybody scores, guys. Like, so what he's doing really is special. Like, if you go back to, like, Timo Solani, score, like, 72 goals. You know, it's it's hard to crack 50 in this era. Austin Matthews really is. He's on pace to score 75 goals, guys, which is serious stuff. So... He really, you know, he lets it come to him. I don't think he really forces things. He really does sort of just let the puck come to him and he's pretty good at not forcing things. You gotta believe though, Joe, he would like nothing better in front of his parents tonight sure. in his hometown, in front of his buddies, than I, I just screwed fifty goals and, and you know, so quickly. It really would be a special moment. It's minus one fifty five that he's going to score. It ain't Wow. You? And I, I'll tell you what, I bet you it goes up before puck drop because every Johnny Cunn Lately is going to have a same game parlay tonight with Austin Matthews to score and the Leafs to win. But I will take mm-hmm. Austin Matthews to score tonight. That he gets a great story that he gets his fiftieth uh, goal in his hometown tonight.
3: What do you think about Gabe, about my uh, Florida Panthers? Because this town quietly is pretty damn excited about what they've seen since January 1st. You know, they're starting to really get into and backing into Panthers and thinking there's a, a shot they could, they could be playing for a cup again this year. Are you buying it?
7: Yeah, a lot of times it's sort of like the Super Bowl loser hangover curse. It's hard to buy into a right. team that lost the Stanley Cup the year before. Yep. But Florida really seemed to have that. We're on a mission. We have unfinished (laughs) business that we feel like we can win, and we just fell short. The only thing I'll say about Florida right now, Joe, there's kind of, it's like a tug-of-war. They're starting to win Mm. the tug-of-war with Boston right now. Boston, and Boston are in Edmonton tonight, for the record. I do like the Edmonton Oilers at minus 135. The thing with the Panthers, my only concern with the Panthers, Joe, would be the style of hockey that they play. This team Mm. brings it every night, man. Right, Like, they're a physical team. They play hard every night. They hit you. They block shots. That's going to catch up to them. Remember last year in the playoffs, that's what happened. By the time we were at the end of it, they couldn't walk. Right? They had guys that were like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we beat other teams up, but it takes a toll on you too, bro. You're crashing into people. You're blocking pucks that are coming in at 102 miles an hour. You got welts all over your body. (laughs) That's why they win. But they're going to need to find a way to pace themselves a little bit more. So by the time they get into those championship rounds in the finals, they're not out of gas. Because that's what happened last year. They just had nothing left in the tank anymore. So are they nope. peaking too early?
3: But they are legitimate Stanley Cup contenders for sure, Joe. No, they. And it's funny because you mentioned that Boston's kind of. We're not buying Boston. I think Tampa, too. It, it's a new era, Gabe. I, Tampa I think it's fading, a whole new yeah. era. Right? I mean, they're they're on their way out the door here, and it was going to happen at some point here. My goodness. Uh, what else you got on the card here tonight? Anything else you're looking at? You mentioned uh, Edmonton here tonight. Yeah, big game for the Edmonton Oilers. Every
7: game is big from here on out, especially in the West, and even for the, the big game for both teams. The Bruins are trying to win this division and not let yep. the Panthers, like, run away with this thing now and overtake them. And then the Oilers are just battling. As good as the Oilers have been with that win streak, let's not forget, they also dug themselves a big hole, Joe, to start the season, right? So <laughs> it's, they're still battling with everybody, even though they had that 16-17 yep. game win streak going on. Think what Boston yep. is, Boston are struggling defensively as of late. If you look at the Bruins, every game is in overtime, 4-3, 5 fours. They're not playing Boston like hockey. I think the Oilers get it done tonight, Joe. And I'll post my college basketball on my Twitter. Yeah, and
3: I don't think they have any more coaches they can fire, Edmonton, so you better figure it out. Dave (laughs) Morenzi, best of luck, my man. We'll be back on the Here on the
1: bridge.
0: Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
4: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover the more you can save amica empathy is our best policy
3: in coast coast-to-coast here on the Sports Grid Network. Joe Neri in for Scotty Farrell here today. And that uh, that smell that you have there uh, would be, uh, let's see, that would be Cracker Jacks, popcorn, hot dogs, and oh yes, Major League Baseball. It is back as spring training underway here uh, in, the, uh, in South Florida. And of course, uh, out in Arizona, a lot of A lot of discussion uh, about the Dodgers and Shohei Ohtani and the super team. And uh, it's starting to get good here. And nobody knows it better than our good friend George Kurtz here. And Kurtz, uh, we'll get to the NHL here in a minute. But you got to love this time of year, man. I mean, I'm in the heart of spring training here in South Florida. And a lot of people walking with the Cardinal jerseys, the Marlin jerseys. Uh, the Astro jerseys, we've got those ballparks not too far from us here. So there's always something really, really fun about the signaling of spring training. And baseball is is back here and now. Of course, uh, from here it gets all downhill, especially if you're a Yankee
6: fan.
8: Uh, listen, I'm wearing the shirt for it. Right, <laughs> I should, I should be in spring training. Uh... Today, I think, listen, for me personally, uh, we live here in the Northeast, right? So uh, spring training signifies that warmer weather is coming. You know, that sort of thing. Football's over here. Uh, so, we, you know, we lose that. There's not much going on here as far as hockey, basketball. So, you know, you want baseball to come back. You want the warm weather, the boys mm-hmm. of summer and all that. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Yankees' first spring training game is on Saturday.
3: Mm, kind of like that, uh, actually. We, uh, we also learned – of course, we had to, you know, we had to hear about Otani's first uh, pitch there, right? And a batting practice ends up, uh, you know, crushing the ball, shocker. But it does appear as if, uh, I guess, Dave Roberts is saying, yeah, it's a DH for you. Uh, pretty much going to be a DH from this point forward. But it looks like uh, Yamamoto and Glass now, likely uh, the two guys, front runners, uh to start the season in Seoul, which I think is the 20th and 21st. Is how we start this season against the Padres there, and uh, yeah, what a what a problem to have trying to figure out that rotation, huh?
8: Yeah, it's amazing, you know. When you think about the Dodgers, yeah, we all know they don't, they really don't have another important game until what October, you know? Mm-hmm. They won hundred games last year with a rotation that was falling apart at the seams. Remember that? I mean, everybody got hurt: yep. May, Gonsolin, Bueller never never pitched here. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Listen, I think they're easily going to uh, surpass their win total. I think it's one hundred three and a half. I think they'll, they'll crush that 110, 111, 112. Nothing would surprise me there. Uh, you start off with uh, Yamamoto. You want, to call, you want to call Glasnow the ace, fine. But one thing, you know, <laughs> Glasnow has a history of not being able to throw. He gets hurt a lot. Let's put it that way. You know, he's got a guy, you know, like a Clayton Kershaw type. It's almost like Glasnow picks the first half of the season, Kershaw picks the second half of the season. Maybe they'll have both for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They'll baby these guys. I don't know how many times you're going to see Glasnow go more than six innings. You know, go more than 85, 90, 95 pitches here because they're going to baby these guys because they don't have to. They don't have to overwork these guys. They want these guys healthy for the playoffs. All right, they're going to the playoffs. They're going to win that division. And we know that. Right, so it's almost like an automatic given here. So, yeah, the Dodgers are all a super team. They're the enemy. They're the villain. All right, and everybody's going after them.
3: Yeah, well, uh, every sport needs it, and they certainly uh, are going to fit the bill here as they try and pull an old George Steinbrenner there and just buy their way into the World Series. doesn't always work out necessarily, though, when it's all said and done, but it's going to be fun watching it unfold. I I don't think it's going to be fun, and Raphael Devers knows it uh, with the Red Sox as he's basically throwing an office under the bus going, you you got to get us – some help here. Like, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, he's quite possibly looking around the, uh, the stadium right now, the lot going, how are we supposed to win games with the, how their win total is 79 Kurtz? How are we getting the 80 wins with the Red Sox in this division? Uh,
8: well, I guess the good news is man, we have the, balanced schedule now, so they don't get crushed as mm. far as having to play the Yankees, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Rays 19 times. You're only going to play him twelve or thirteen times, so you can look at it that way. But uh, I mean, yeah, I can understand Devers being, uh, we'll call it, upset. All right, uh, you have to wonder if he uh, if he would have resigned resigned with this team, he would have known they were going to do this. I mean, your your ace, by the way, is Lucas Giolito. Um, oh, yeah, he hasn't been an ace in years. <laughs> How he got a two year contract from the uh, Red Sox is beyond me. He was batting practice last year for two teams. Right for the White Sox yep. and the Angels, batting practice here. Your number two is Brian Bellow. Okay, he was all right at times last year, but he's still – in reality, he's a number four. Then you got Nick Pavetta, mm. who probably shouldn't be in a rotation right now. Cutter Crawford, Garrett Whitlock, Tanner Houck, that's your top six. Good luck. I mean, I think they'll be yep. – I think the win total is about right, but when it shock anybody, they end up at 71, 72 teams, one of the worst in the league. No, they better hit.
3: I'm still seeing, uh, as of at least a couple of hours ago, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, Cody Bellinger, still available free agents. Let's face it, none of them are going to be signed by the Mariners because that would require them to write a check. Uh, so what uh, what do you think? How does this play out here? Does Snell end up in a Yankee uniform? Does Montgomery get reunited? What What do you think we're going to get with these big four names? Yeah, I mean,
8: we're talking, it's February 21st, spring training started. I mentioned games start, uh, I think Thursday is the first actual yep. spring training game. And these guys are unsigned?
4: I mean, yeah. come
8: on, Boris, you got, you got to stop doing this here. Uh, <sighs> uh, there's a lot of noise here. The Yankees are still in on Snell. But obviously the price must ha- have to come down. When will Boris and or Snell want to eat it and realize, okay, we overplayed our hand here? Uh, when does that happen? Yeah. You know, February 28th, March 2nd. First week of the season, we don't know when it's going to happen here. I don't see Jordan Montgomery going back to the Yankees because what did Brian Cashman say say when he traded him to the Cardinals to Harrison Bader? We don't think he's a playoff starter. All right, uh, so once again, mm-hmm. Cashman would now have to eat it to re-sign him, and I don't know if that's going to happen here. Another thing for the Yankees, by the way, a little intriguing thing, if they were to sign Snell or Montgomery, it would mean three fifths of their rotation are left-handed. Just a little odd mm. little thing here. Uh, you already got Cortez, you got Rodon, then you did Montgomery or Schnell, so you got three lefties along with Cole and uh, and Stroman there, with Schmidt being the sixth starter here. I don't think that would stop the Yankees, but be a little bit of an oddity there. That being said, though, I think the price got to come down probably by at least 25% for either player to end up with the Yankees. Chapman, wow. you, you already said it. We're hearing that maybe Seattle what Seattle says, no, you you want too much too. So, like uh, I say, who blinks first? Yeah. Does, does an injury happen in spring training? Maybe that's what they're waiting for. You know, a third baseman to go down with Chapman, a starter to go down on a contending team for Snell and Montgomery. Same thing with Bellinger. You know, we're, we're just playing the, the waiting game. here who blinks first.
3: Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's kind of hard to believe those four quality players, too, uh, still available here as we opening uh, spring training games uh, beginning here in just a couple of days. Uh, all right, let's take a look quick. Five games on the uh, ice tonight in the NHL, uh, Kurtz. I know a lot of attention uh, will be given uh, to Boston and uh, Edmonton here. And I, I don't know. It just seems like a tough spot for Boston now out on the road, right? They had that overtime game uh, a couple of nights ago, their final game after a ridiculously long home uh homestand here on the road against edmonton and who are you buying here in this one
8: yeah i'm gonna be on the oil uh, all right i'm gonna be on the oilers here though i don't love it here but i think they are the uh at home i would think the oilers, if it was in boston i would probably go with boston but you mentioned that was a pretty devastating loss that boston had on uh monday you know and they Ooh. they looked they like they controlled and then uh you know just choked and lost it late here uh it's, it's a re- rebound spot for them sure but in edmonton that's that's about as tough as it's getting right now edmonton is playing Nowhere near as well as they were during the streak, but they're still playing well. It's in Edmonton. You're going to be minus 134 with the oil at home. I'm going to take them, and, yeah, I'm probably going to have the over as well. Edmonton is not playing uh, they're not playing the defense they were during the streak where they were winning, you know, mm. 3-1, 3-2 games. It's now opened up a little bit. Not wide open. I'm not saying they're the Oilers of last year, but I think there will be some goals scored tonight.
3: Yeah, we talked to uh, Gabe Marinci, uh a little bit earlier here, and uh, Maple Leafs uh, taking on uh, the Coyotes here. He thinks Austin Matthews gets that, that number 50 goal on the season, which is kind of crazy when you think about how quick we're talking about 50 goals here. Uh, and, yeah, well, he's going to have an opportunity to do it in front of the uh, – uh, that's where he's from. So he's going to have an opportunity to leave a uh, lasting impression with the hometown fans – doesn't mean Toronto's going to win, though, does it?
8: Oh, well, I think Toronto wins anyway. All right, so I'm not worried about Toronto. <laughs> my bet tonight's going to be that Austin Matthews does get an anytime uh, goal and mm-hmm. the Maple Leafs win here. Uh, Austin Matthews, by the way, it's minus 125 for an anytime goal if you want to go for that. And Alex, if you do want to do my little parlay here, I'm definitely going to do. That's that's how I've been approaching the Maple Leafs when they play high here. It's plus 136. So Toronto to win, Ooh. Austin Matthews to score plus one thirty six. I'm going to take that. Uh, I even if they even if he wasn't playing in his hometown, Arizona, I would probably still take this bet. But yeah, I, I'd be shocked if he doesn't get number fifty tonight. All right, really shocked here. And I've been playing this anyway. Played it on, I think it was Monday when they played, he scored. Played the hat trick on Saturday. He's a machine right now. He's a goal-scoring machine. If you didn't want to play uh, Matthews, you want to take somebody else. Listen, I don't mind going with a William Nylander either to score tonight. But I'll take Ghost of Matthews mm. to get uh, number 50 and Toronto to win.
3: So what do we do here, two uh, models of total inconsistency with the Sabres and Canadians here tonight? Sabres are the most frustrating team because at any point they could win 9 nothing. Uh, and yet they, they they who knows what you're gonna get on a nightly basis? I, I do think we're gonna get some goals here in this one tonight. What are you, thinking?
8: That's exactly where I'm going. I'll take the over. Yeah. I'll take the over yep. here. Listen, there's no way I'm laying 146 with Buffalo. All right. you already said you don't know what you're gonna get. And Montreal is they're not a good team, but they're, they're not a pathetic team either. Uh, you know they're, they're mm. all right. For a bad team, they're all right. They could put up a game tonight, especially in the forum there in Montreal. Uh, so, if you were going to bet the game, I'm not. But if you were, I would take the plus money and plus 122. But I do have a bet on the over tonight. I'll take the over.
3: Is there any way uh, this side of the universe the Blackhawks beat the Flyers tonight?
8: Sure. This i Are you laying 240 with Philadelphia? I mean, I know Chicago is a bad what I'm team. Saying. That's no, awesome. there's no way I'm laying. I would definitely take the two to one with Chicago. Can I expect Chicago yeah. to win? No, but Philadelphia is not a great team. They're they're playing above their head here. tortorella has got them playing well. Great for him, but there's no way hmm. I'm laying two for you. I would definitely take the one ninety five. I'm not, mind you. I kind of think goals might be coming in this game as well here, uh, more on the Philadelphia side. Maybe I'll take over there the three and a half. I can see that taking Philadelphia's over three and a half total.
3: Ooh, all right and well, the other game you got here tonight is uh, Columbus out at uh, Anaheim taking on uh the Ducks here uh both these two teams have shown some possibility but then they take two steps forward and three steps back uh two also very frustrating franchises this year uh you lean in one way or the other maybe goals in this one as well now, these are two bad
8: teams, right? Uh, Columbus played last mm. night, too. Keep that in mind. Yeah. He you know, played last night. Merzlikon started, so I think they're going with the backup tonight. Uh, give me Anaheim mm-hmm. for that reason. Uh, I think Columbus Ooh. is the, probably the better team, but because they played last night, because I don't expect Merzlikon to play on back-to-back nights. Not that he's uh, you know, a brick wall and that, but he's better than Tarasov. I'll take the Ducks tonight. Small play, but I'll take the Ducks tonight in the, uh, the last uh, late game tonight. Give me the Ducks. Quack, quack.
3: Yeah. The uh, Blue Jackets got crushed by the Kings uh there last night. Quick turnaround and a five-one loss here. But uh we got a vote for Anaheim here tonight, uh by George Kurtz. So five game slate though. There is certainly some value on the board here and Kurtz. Appreciate it as always, my man. Baseball is back, and we're excited about it. And when we come back, we still got plenty of college basketball to talk about. We'll do so next year on Coast to Coast.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: As a professional welder,
1: Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn
1: more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
4: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out, to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
3: All right, welcome back in here as we look to close out this first hour of Coast to Coast here on the Sports Grid Network. We told you got a lot of college basketball to talk about still coming up. But we did get a little bit of college football news as well regarding uh, the newly approved college football playoff format. And Mark Zinno joined uh, Ben and Donnie this morning on the early line. And here's what he had to say about it.
6: Zinno, do you like the format that will begin in 2024? Well, let me just say off the bat, you know me, I've hated the idea of college football expansion from the beginning. Uh, It dynamically changes the regular season and how teams will play and what it means to them and everything else. That aside, you know, I mean, rewarding the conference champions makes the most sense. However, uh, there is going to be some sort of consternation going here that, Teams that don't win their conference championship, you, and you know, let's just take the SEC, you get an undefeated SEC champ and a one-loss SEC champ, who's going to end up with a or SEC, one-loss SEC, you know, non-champion is going to end up in this seeding pool against a, a, a conference championship team that isn't as good. Theoretically, you could have a two-loss ACC champion, a two-loss Big you know Big 12 champion, and a one-loss SEC non-champion, and they're going to be ranked lower. I mean, you know, we're going to have this issue here where yeah. there's going to be some better team that's going to end up getting the shaft, similar to what we've seen in the NFL when there's a you know a below 500 division winner who gets a home playoff game versus a 11 and four 11, it, 11 and six now wild card team that has to go out on the road.
3: Well, welcome back in Joe Lisi, Jojo. Are you in favor of what they're announcing? It's not bad, Joe. I mean, they have to do it because
5: of the Pac-12 being dissolved this year with only Washington State and Oregon State, respectively. A team like Notre Dame, well, you know what? You don't play a conference championship game. You're 12-0. and 0, You're still in the playoff.
3: Yeah, and you're still irrelevant, Notre Dame. You have been for a long time now. Another hour, coast-to-coast, coast, coming up next year on the street. <laughs>